the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Uh, we are here live at Top Green Tree Hill for the Thursday edition of The Ride Home. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being with us. It's been a very busy day already, but a really terrific day. Kath? Yeah, we uh, spent a couple hours, a little more than a couple hours, on the Gateway Clipper, one of their... Uh, one of the ships in their fleet today. On a boat for in the, the Mon. Yeah, that's right. For the, and in the Allegheny. <laughs> and I believe we're, we were in the Ohio for a bit. <laughs> You're right. Um, uh, for the annual Word FM Pastors and uh, Ministry Leaders Appreciation Luncheon. Several and hundred of us. It was a terrific time. It sure it was, was. Such a good time. What a gorgeous day. Really, really wonderful. Nothing like the city of Pittsburgh on a bright and sunny day, although it's not that way now. Right. But it was... And we had great fellowship, good food, a lot of pastors, uh, just A plus all the way around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really. Yeah. uh, Thanks, everybody. Yeah, for those of you who've joined us in the past, we've had this event at Heinz Field for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And so this year we decided to kind of mix it up. I'm so glad we did. Me too. I'm so glad we did. I was a little leery at first. Me too. Thinking uh, we are victims to, uh, to the whims of the weather. Right. But it really worked out just oh, perfect. Really we were was. up on, I, I couldn't believe that in October, we were up on the top deck and it was just golden sunlight. It surely was. Beautiful, was. beautiful. So thanks to everyone. We met so many terrific people. We sure did. And, so. and just to give thanks, I mean, it's our annual event and it's a small little token of thanks that we do for all the pastors that are out there. And just say thank you for the most excellent work that you do. We recognize how difficult things are, especially through the pandemic and recreating that, you know, as we get back into church once again, super strong, but still a very difficult time. So a small thing to say thanks. Yeah. So uh, if you didn't make it this year, just tuck this away. Make sure you come next year because it's an event not to be missed. Mm -hmm. All right. We have a lot to come on today's program in the five o'clock hour. uh, We're really excited to talk to Roberto Clemente Jr. How about that? Roberto Clemente Jr., 50 years after the untimely and tragic death of his father, Roberto Clemente, on uh, December 31st, 1972, the legacy of Roberto Clemente perhaps is stronger than ever. Mm-hmm. And his son will be with us, Roberto Clemente Jr., to tell that story of Roberto's early days here in the city of Pittsburgh from 1954, what that was like. And then, of course, Roberto capturing the hearts of the city of Pittsburgh, two World Series championships, and then his death. Uh, Roberto will talk about his mother, Vera, and his brothers and what the future holds for the Roberto Clemente Foundation. Also coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, should you talk to your kids about the war in Israel? Mm-hmm. Or should you just kind of let them figure it out on their own on Twitter? I guess it's a question of age, isn't it? Yeah. I mean. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, that's to come in the 5 o'clock right. hour. And then uh, this hour, boy, we're excited about what's coming up because we've got students from Asbury University who are in the on-deck circle. And uh, Asbury University came into a worldwide attention a few months ago. February when a, 8th. February 8th. Wow. I can't believe it's been that long. Mm-hmm. Um, when a revival broke out 
in their chapel. And so we've got students from Asbury who are right outside our window here, and they're going to talk to us about what they saw and experienced there. And uh, I can't wait. Very nice. Asbury University next. As we always do, though, we get underway with the show to take a look at the news because the globe keeps on uh, rotating around. Kath, without further ado, please give us the top four at four. For Thursday, October 12th, 2023, number one. Across U.S. universities, workplaces, and halls of power, John, a swift backlash is meeting those who denounce Israel in the wake of Hamas's attack over the weekend. On social media and beyond, I've seen this all sorts of places. Some groups and individuals sympathetic to the Palestinian cause effectively placed blame for the attack on Israel, alleging that the nation's policies have left Palestinians, quote, little choice but to lash out with violence. Some of that commentary came over the weekend as reports of atrocities committed by Hamas were just beginning to emerge. Many of those statements, John, though, have since been met with fierce resistance from a variety of voices, including Jewish groups and university heads. Some corporate leaders have also entered the fray with some threatening not to hire students who blamed Israel for the attack. This is the front page story on the Wall Street Journal right now. Um, So you can read it for yourself. It's lengthy, but it talks about um, the fact that the tensions that people are experiencing now have ensnared the likes of Harvard President Claudine Gay, U.S. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and all sorts of college students who have faulted Israel for creating the conditions they said led to the attacks. The story, John, goes on and talks about several private firms who made offers to students and then rescinded the offers based on what the students said about Israel in their uh, social, social media. media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the Harvard Undergraduate Palestinian Solidarity Committee and more than 30 other student groups signed a statement last weekend saying Israel's apartheid regime is the only one to blame for the violence. Number two. High school students' scores on the ACT college admissions test have dropped to their lowest point in more than three decades. The pandemic? Yep. Showing a lack of student preparedness for college coursework. Scores have been falling for six consecutive years, but the trend accelerated during COVID. Uh, The students whose scores were reported yesterday were in their first year of high school when COVID hit. Mm -hmm. Makes sense, doesn't it? Yep. Uh, Average scores in reading, science, and math all below benchmarks. Uh, Average score in English just above benchmark, but still declining compared to last year. Of students who were tested, only 21% met benchmarks for success for college-level learning. The pandemic has so many... We never, ever imagined. Of course not. We never imagined what it would do. It's just incredible. Read more about that at CBS News. Number three. Three companies based right here in Pittsburgh have ranked among Newsweek's most loved workplace list for 2023. Really? Coming in at spot 16 is Ansys Incorporated, a Cannonsburg-based software firm that has received all sorts of accolades over the years for its workplace environment. At number 70 is Kraft Heinz, <laughs> co-headquartered here and in Chicago. And ranked at spot 83 is U.S. Steel, the only other Pittsburgh-area firm to make the list. All right, we'll take three. That's from WPX. And number four, a photo of a golden horseshoe crab, one of the world's most ancient and highly endangered animals, earned a marine photographer the grand title as Wildlife Photographer of the Year. And that is your top four at four. Have you seen the photo? 
It's incredible. It truly is amazing. Really, it is. It's easily found online, so we would encourage you to check it out. Gorgeous. A horseshoe crab. The photo was chosen from nearly 50,000 entries across 95 countries. Because nature is amazing and beautiful. It is absolutely. Do you know that horseshoe crabs have survived relatively unchanged for 100 million years? They are dinosaurs, are they not? Yeah, literally. As T-Rex was roaming around, the horseshoe crabs were doing the same thing they're doing now. That's well, outrageous. We just add that photo to its resume. It, Congratulations, it Horseshoe Crab. something else. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. February 8th of this year saw the spark of revival at Asbury University in Kentucky. We'll talk next with Charlie Cox and Sarah Grimes, students at Asbury, and hear their story. Stay with us. Ride home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. 101.5 WORD. Your station for unlimited grace with Brian Chapel. I may face difficulty and frustration and family hurt and family harm, but I have a deep and abiding peace because I believe in a God who is working all things together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Unlimited Grace with Brian Chappell tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. For over four decades, Cornerstone Television Network has been sharing the truth of the gospel through Christ-centered TV in Pittsburgh and beyond. We can't wait to share with you how we've expanded to reach even more lives this fall. Mark your calendar for Visions of Hope, October 9th through 13th on Cornerstone TV. Together, we'll lean into the presence of God through powerful worship, inspirational messages, and an exciting call to get involved. Tune in and discover how God has used faithful viewers and partners to spread the good news far and wide through the airwaves, our 24-7 prayer line, and even our Cornerstone Cares Outreach, which allows us to feed the poor, provide quality education to children in need, and spread the gospel even more. Watch Visions of Hope, October 9th through 13th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television. That's Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Channel 805 on Comcast Xfinity. Urgent Camp Lejeune settlement message. On September 6th, the government announced it will soon begin providing fast, guaranteed settlements to Camp Lejeune Marines, families, and civilians. Awards will range between $100,000 and $550,000 with an option for higher amounts. If you or a loved one spent time at Camp Lejeune and suffered cancers of the bladder, liver, or kidneys, look non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Parkinson's, or kidney issues, you may qualify for compensation and could be paid within 60 days after accepting your settlement with your VA benefits fully protected. You may be entitled to a significant financial award for your Camp Lejeune claim, but you must act now. Call the James Harris Law Camp Lejeune helpline now to get the compensation you deserve. We're already fighting for thousands harmed by the water at Camp Lejeune. Call now or you may forever lose your right to be awarded a settlement between $100,000 and $550,000. For your free evaluation call 800-299-7878 that's 800-299-7878 800-299-7878 before i came to rptss i was a church planter and pastor for 22 years and i found a lot of confusion about what really constitutes a church dr barry york president of rpts we want first and foremost our ministers to know what a church is and what the church really needs so how to develop the preaching ministry why we practice the sacraments how to properly care for God's people and that you exercise proper oversight of them. The church needs servants like you. Are you ready? Visit rpts.edu.
We're welcoming all our listeners today, those in the western Pennsylvania area and uh, also West Virginia and Ohio. But today we also have the special treat of being heard in the Washington, D.C., a greater metro area. So all of our listeners from WAVA, welcome in. We're so glad you're here. Very nice. Let's talk about uh, revival, because on the morning of February the 8th at a small college in Kentucky, there was a chapel service, uh, unlike uh, chapel services that are held in Christian colleges all across this country. Our kids attended Grove City College. We are well familiar with chapel services. But this chapel service essentially went on for day after day after day after day. It sparked what many would say was is a revival, was or is, I guess is the question. But uh, here to talk to us about that are two students from Asbury University, Charlie Cox, who is a senior, and Sarah Grimes, a junior, they were there and here to tell their story. Sarah, Charlie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, okay, hold there on. We go. Wait, there we go. There we go. Those microphones yeah, on, let's yeah. get the microphones on. <laughs> um, we're glad you're here, you guys. Um, and we've talked a lot about what happened at Asbury, which is weird since we weren't there. Mm-hmm. And so we've really been looking forward to today when we could talk to people mm-hmm. who were there. Um, and uh I don't want you to feel any pressure to like, we just want to hear what the story was. Um, And we're not interested in any add ons or any subtractions. Like we're just, you know, we we want to hear the real thing. And so do our listeners. So um, let's start with you, Charlie. So you're a senior. Um, What are you studying at Asbury? Um, I'm a business administration major. Okay, great. Um, And talk about how, like when you entered into, when you first saw what was happening Mm -hmm. in your chapel. Yeah, so I actually was at chapel that first day. Okay. Um, and when chapel goes long, as it tends to, because pastors like to go long. You know how they um, are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they dismissed all of the students, um, but they had like one last song. And I just remember thinking like, I can be 15 minutes late to lunch. And so I ended up actually staying. And there was a small group of us students, um, somewhere around 20. Um, and we were all just staying. And I just remember feeling... God's presence. It was just really, really beautiful. And it really touched me. Huh? Now, is that something that you had felt before in chapel? Um, I definitely had felt it before in chapel, but not to the extent that I experienced Mm. at that point. It was really dramatic. Right. So then what happened? You felt God's presence. Mm. There's a small group of 20 students. People said, we're not going to leave. We're just going to stay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember about 20 minutes after chapel had ended, um, over half of the students that were there were actually at the altar, um, praying and crying even 20 minutes after chapel had ended. And so at that point, people were kind of locked in and the worship music just kept coming. Crying. Why? What was that like? I think a lot of people were just being touched by God, honestly, as simple as that. And so there was a lot of, um, confessing of their sins and then feeling God's love just coming down on them. So from the get-go, immediately, this happened? Pretty much. Um, Almost immediately after chapel ended, it was just, as the worship was playing, people were just coming forward and, yeah. Wow. Okay, Sarah, let's bring you into the conversation. Sarah Grimes, now you're a junior at Asbury. Yes, ma'am. What are you studying? I'm studying intercultural studies with business, and then I have a communications minor. Okay. So, um... Were you there that day? I was, yes. I was also at chapel when it started. Okay, so tell your story. So I sit on the 
that semester I was sitting on the very end of my chapel seat and I have I had all of these like soccer players beside me and I was like, Oh no, I have to get out of my row. Like I gotta get out of here really fast and I remember I was walking down the aisle to leave and Jesus was like, No, don't leave yet and I saw my friend and he was standing there and he hadn't left yet and so I was like, Oh well, I'll just go and sit with him and then I didn't leave for fourteen hours. Really? Now, wait a minute. Now, you said that Jesus told you not to leave? It was just like... What was that like? It was just like a feeling that I had. Like, he was just like, be present and stay and linger. It's so hard to explain. It is. Yeah. Okay. And and then you stayed for 14 hours. Yeah. Get out of here. And then I came back the next day and the next day and the next... Really? Yeah. 14 hours. So what was that like? I mean, you just surrendered and said, I know I have class, I have responsibilities, but... um, the heck with it, someone's going to understand that this is just how it has to be. Yeah, I think, I mean, I remember like looking down at my watch and it was 11, 15. I was like, well, I guess I, I guess I'm going to miss my class. And then I just kept missing them for the rest of the day. And like time just went by so fast. Okay. Now, were you bored? No, I felt like the 14 hours was like 10 minutes. It was crazy. Like I didn't eat. I don't think I went to the bathroom. Like it was just went by so fast and like I wasn't hungry and I mean, I think Charlie can agree. Like, it, the time just went by Really? So, so fast. Charlie, you weren't sitting there like, well, I, I, I got to get out of here. No, not at all. It was one of those situations where... You just w- didn't want to leave. Yeah, you just didn't want to leave. And when you're doing something that you love, it's time flies. Yeah. So throughout those 14 hours, that first day, there's music, there's prayer, and this just went on continuously for the entirety. Yeah? yeah? So- and. Yeah. All right. Yeah. In fact, I I think like Sarah, I stayed until around midnight yeah. that night and I left and in the morning around 6 a.m. I woke up again and I went back to the chapel yep. and there were probably around. Were you surprised that there were still people there? I was kind of expecting it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Were you? Yeah. I remember I was walking across campus and I was on alarming doors. It's one of my jobs. But as I was walking by, I was like, I wonder. And I was kind of expecting. So when I walked into Hughes, um, our chapel building. Um, there are probably still around, I don't know, 30 or 40 people in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like people had brought in mattresses because yeah. they just didn't want to leave. It felt like God's presence was just in the room. Let's talk about that a little further, because, I mean, it's such an extraordinary thing. And I think if, if you are a believer, of course, you feel God's presence mm-hmm. in your life. Sometimes. Yes. Not all the time. No, but this is something that's extraordinary. I mean, this is something that's deeply lifted. Clearly, the Holy Spirit's in work uh, work there. I don't know how to even ask the question, but the emotion of it, I mean, feelings aren't facts, but it was enough to make you stay there to be connected while you're singing you're praying, you're talking. Yeah, what are you doing? You're making eye contact. I mean, are you stepping away from the from the group? I mean, there's this general building of things that are going on. I think it I mean, it might have looked different for both of us, but like I started out just like taking it all in and praying and being like, "Jesus, what are you doing?" um just reading his word. Um and then praying for other people and then Jesus just did some cool stuff in my life with um just like past things and then at one point like leading worship and then praying for other people so i think it just depended on like who you are as a person and what jesus was calling you to do in that moment if that makes sense yeah Yeah. charlie what do you say no absolutely i think for me it was a big mixture of by and large there was a lot of worship and Mm -hmm. so i think the majority of the time that most of us spent was just in worship 
that would look like your typical Sunday morning. Um, but there were also really extended times of praying for other people. Okay. People like, around you? Yeah, people around you and even just like walking around and talking to people and saying like, what's God doing? Can I pray for you? Mm -hmm. or, yeah, and even at like one point, I remember we all went to like the walls of Hughes and put our hands on it to pray for like yeah. the nations and mm. everyone. It was really cool. Yeah. So, so while this is happening, there's no essential <clears throat> worship leader. No one's directing this. This is all happening mm -hmm. just organically, for lack yeah. of a better word, right? Yeah. I mean, I think someone was directing it and it was God, right. honestly. Right. <laughs> okay, well then let's... Let's go into that because people who are listening to the show, some people probably never been in a church, think Christians are weird. After this conversation, might think Christians are weirder, <laughs> right? So, um, so how like if someone's listening to the show and they're thinking, what do you what do you mean that you felt God's presence? Like, I I, I know you said it's inexplicable, but I'm going to ask you to try to find some words yeah. to explain what that was like. Sure. Yeah, I mean, God's voice is, I think, definitely a very funny thing. It's almost like when your thought is going one way, and then all of a sudden it is like it's hit by something that's going another way entirely. Um, and when you're like, <laughs> yeah. that wasn't really me. Because I remember even like thinking, I was like, I'm going to stay here, but I'm going to be late for lunch. And honestly, like my friends are going to mock me a little bit, be mm -hmm. like, why are you so late? Um, but I was just like, no, like I need to stay. I want to stay. Um, and so I think it was one of those, which moments. is unlike you, I think it, it, in some ways it is very much so like me, but in other ways I was going on to the next thing. Um, and I was, I was hungry. Um, <laughs> and I ended up not eating that day until like seven or eight o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. Um, and so sometimes it's just when you feel called to do something that you wouldn't normally do. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sarah, how about you? Um, I think for me during that point, it was just and we were talking about this earlier today, but just like this sweet feeling that you feel like down deep in your soul. Like this isn't a feeling that I normally experience, but it's like sweet and just like the feeling of love and compassion, just like covering mm -hmm. and peace more than anything else. It's just, so I mean, it's unexplainable, but there's yeah. a purity there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I agree with what Charlie was saying. Like when you feel God speak, like, you know, that it's not yourself. So initially, 20 or so, and then the hours built, at what point did other students start to come into the chapel? Mm. Well, I think after about an hour, um, a lot of the people that were in classes began to get out of classes, and so they'd walk by and see. What's going on? Um, yeah, exactly. I think around 1 o'clock, there was a group of us, me and a few other students, and we were all feeling like, we need to tell people about this. And so we were actually running around into classrooms, um, telling people to come, which was a little bit awkward, honestly. <laughs> Wait, class was going on? Yeah. And you were like, I'm walking in and saying, excuse me, professor, but I need to tell you what's happening. Yeah, pretty much. And how was that received? Um, mixed reactions. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my yeah. room. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, some were a little like, oh, okay. Okay, now you crazy, can leave and we're going to go on. Yeah. 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 But others were like... Yeah, I, even one professor canceled class. Um, and said, go. Like, go, yeah. Had had you heard the word revival before? Absolutely. No. no. You oh. never had? I hadn't, no. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I hadn't heard of it until I went to Asbury because we used to do this thing called Fall Revival, which was, was just like 
a worship week. Okay. Um, but I had never really understood what fall revival or like the word revival was until February. So. But you didn't necessarily call it revival then, did you, Charlie? I think on the get go, uh, at the first day, I started calling it that. Did you? To me, revival is just dead things coming back to life. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's what was happening in that room is parts of us that were just dead were God was renewing. Yes. Okay, so then you went out sort of like Paul Revere, you know, and saying, hey, this is happening. This is happening. And then other students the, started to come in slowly. At the end of that first day, at the end of 14 hours-ish, how many people were in the chapel? I don't remember. I don't know, yeah. Okay, that's I think funny. it was all students. Um, and a, maybe like three-quarters of the chapel was full. Is that, is that 200 people, 300 people? somewhere? Uh, probably around like 300, 400. Okay. 300 or 400, I would say, yeah. And the same feeling continued on all that time. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah. All right, we need to take a break. All right. All right, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation. Really happy to have Charlie Cox. I want to make sure I got your name right. <laughs> And uh, Sarah Grimes with us. They're from Asbury University, and we're talking about what it was like to be there. Revival and, yeah. at Asbury, and then would it be so, the United mm -hmm. States and the rest of the world. Stay with us. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, and remodeling. Home of the Lifetime Workmanship Warranty. Get $1,500 off any full roof or full siding replacement project signed in October. Restrictions apply. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Hi, former CI officer and survival expert Jason Hansen here. I teach people how to prepare for the unexpected. And right now, most Americans with a 401k, IRA, or other types of retirement accounts are not prepared for a financial crisis that could hit the U.S. in the next 45 days if we don't fix our ramped up government spending. I have partnered with Advantage Gold, the number one rated precious metals company in America, to release my new financial crisis survival kit that's 100% free for everyone with a retirement account who calls in today. Simply call 800 900 8000 my financial crisis survival kit is jam-packed with valuable information on how you can protect yourself with physical gold and silver. Your first step to protection is calling 800-900-8000 and speaking to one of their gold IRA specialists. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Check with your financial advisor before investing. Again, simply call 800-900-8000. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Want it done right, call doing it right. 724 New Roof. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. Ask your speaker to play the word Pittsburgh. Get our mobile app, stream us from our website, or find us at oneplace.com. You know that feeling? Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school feels a lot like that. But when you find the right tools, suddenly everything just clicks. Getting on that path may be easier than you think. A good place to start? 
go to findsomethingnew.org. At findsomethingnew.org, you have access to resources that help develop new skills, skills that will position you for careers in today's growing industries, from healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Plus, you can take advantage of online courses, certification programs, apprenticeships, and more. So you can take yourself from unemployed and uncertain to empowered and prepared for what's next. Find your path to a new career today. Visit findsomethingnew.org. A message from the Ad Council. We'll see increasing clouds for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 46. Tomorrow will be nice with times of clouds and sun and a high of 67. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy, rain at times late, the low 52. Saturday will be breezy with occasional rain and drizzle. Saturday will reach a high of 60. A passing morning shower Sunday, otherwise mostly cloudy, breezy, high 56. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. We are joining uh, our time with Charlie Cox and Sarah Grimes. They are students at Asbury University, where earlier this year, February the 8th, there was the spark of revival that happened. And they're telling their story of what it was like to be in that chapel on that morning of February 8th and those 16 days that happened since uh, for that full revival where initially 20 students and then people started to hear about this. The spark went around around the world, I mean, because of social media, all that. At one point, uh, there were somewhere between fifty to 70,000 people who came into this small town. It's a two-stoplight town, so you can imagine the chaos, <laughs> what that was like. But we're enjoying this conversation, mm-hmm. and let's move forward. Yeah. Okay, so I want to talk about when the crowds come, because then it probably starts to feel weird, maybe, like we never asked for media coverage and tourists. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess I want to ask you both what that, what was it, what was in your heads during that time? Sarah, I'll start with you. Yeah. So my dorm is on the same side as where our chapel is. And so, um, they started forming a line to get into Hughes, which is what our chapel is called. And it eventually started wrapping around my dorm and all the way around campus. And I remember like, my dorm, my dorm room, like faced the outside, so I would look out my window and see all of these people waiting and like worshiping in line. It was wild, um, and I remember for a few days I was very overwhelmed. I was like, "There are so many people here. Like, <laughs> I have to, like, yeah. I don't know where to park my car. I don't know where to walk." Um, and then I remember I'd walk into Hughes and be like, "Okay, like this is what it's all about. Like, I can be inconvenienced and uncomfortable." for people to be willing to know and meet Jesus. Right. So that long line, people were waiting to get in. So they couldn't go in until people exited. I know. I was, like, so spoiled to, like, just walk in the back door and be like, yeah, I'm here now. And then all these people had to, like, wait for hours and hours Here's and hours. Here's the queue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, Charlie, what was it like for you? I mean, all of a sudden it became a thing, right? And that did that cloud things for did you? Or was still the purity way? there? I think it was definitely a mix because in some ways it was really, really hard to see a lot of new people that you had yeah. never seen before. Um, I think God was really teaching me a lot about suffering for him and where if you're really missing, like there's all of these people on your campus and you want to love on them, you want them to experience God, but it's also uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. And so yeah. really being able to see how like God was touching their lives and being able to be like, no, like this isn't about me. This is about God loving on them and me and everyone here. That was a 
life-changing experience. Yes. Okay, so then I need to go back to that, that, that question about the organic process mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit here, obviously. Yeah. And again, throughout this time, all this time, there was no one, is this true or not, who was the front man, who was acting as the leader? Well, no, I, I think there were some people who were acting more as leaders. Zach Mirkreebs, who spoke in chapel that first Wednesday, he was definitely one of the leaders, as well as like Is some, that a student? No, he's he's a assistant soccer coach at Asbury, and he was just happening to speak in chapel that Wednesday. Okay. Um, and then obviously some other like people up in Asbury, the president, and some people at the theological seminary across the street as well. I see. Hmm. So, what were people talking about on campus? Like, mm-hmm. what were students saying to one another, and what was the buzz? Um, I think it depended on like what circle you were in um my circle was always there like i feel like i never left um but i remember a lot of people when it got really big were honestly very frustrated about how many people were there um who are these people yeah what do they want it was so weird i like walk out my dorm and be like i've never seen you before (laughs) like um but then like you could also hear people's testimonies about like Mm. oh my gosh this is what jesus just did in my life like can we keep praying for this? Or like, how can I pray for you in this moment? Or like, what is something cool that the Lord has been teaching you? Or like, how have you been able to pray for people or serve? Um, so I think conversations could look, go from like anywhere from being like very frustrated to like, this is what Jesus is doing in my life. And like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was so incredible to hear all of the conversations, hearing people's stories of how God had been saving them from depression or anxiety Mm Um, or like even just stories of healing or, I mean, fill in the blank. So many people having these stories of like how God was radically changing their lives. Like yeah. very personal things. Yes. Yeah. Very personal. At the same time, there's this complex mix of emotions, right? Mm-hmm. There's this joy, this surrender, maybe who are these interlopers? All these things are going on at one time. I mean, it had to be, it had to be hard to process this, Charlie. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, in fact, I think that was one of the things that the university was trying to do really, really desperately was giving students spaces to yeah. process and actually get away from chapel at times where like you can spend lots of time in chapel, but also like be willing to take a step out and journal and process. And those were some of the most special times yeah. for me. Okay. So the, then the university itself, they acquiesced to the revival and essentially did classes continue or was there suspension? So yeah. technically classes did continue. A lot of professors chose not to hold them or to say like, Come if you want, but I'm not going to take attendance. And we might even just process about what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So anywhere in between that. Okay. We need to take another break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation. We've got Sarah Grimes and Charlie Cox, Asbury University students. We're talking about the revival uh, that broke out there in February. More to come. It's the Thursday edition, and it's the ride home. One hundred one point five WORD. How do you rally God's people to do God's work against the tide of apathy? How can you persevere in your efforts when facing opposition from within the church as well as from outside it? That's what we'll learn from Nehemiah this week on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. 
The United States Constitution guarantees every American fundamental rights and protection of life, liberty, and property. Salem is celebrating our founding document with a special offer, a 1953 Omen U.S. Constitution lithograph. To understand the value of these lithographs is to know the story. A master lithographer immigrant named Theodore Omen came to this country to find the American dream. Seventy years ago, in 1953, Omen printed a limited number of these exceptional Constitution lithographs. Go to SalemEventsStore.com to read Omen's entire story. America's most important document stands as a testament to all Americans to maintain their liberties, freedoms, and inalienable rights. Buy it and display it proudly. Buy a gift for your family and friends and for all the teachers in your communities. There is a limited number, so act today. Go to SalemEventsStore.com to get your exclusive 1953 Omen U.S. Constitution lithograph while supplies last. That's SalemEventsStore.com. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, switching to MediShare can save you even more than usual, on top of what you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, especially given how inflation is affecting us. And MediShare is the affordable, reliable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves about $500 a month. You might save even more. And MediShare is a Christian community that's been sharing each other's health care costs for 30 years now, and they're making it easier than ever. Apply by October 31st, and you can save an additional $150 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, but just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch, like more than 400,000 people already have, and start saving. Here it is. It's 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE. 844-47-BIBLE. You're not who you were 25 years ago. Your life's more complex. People change, families change, and the law changes. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. And a proper estate plan should keep up with those changes. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer, someone who's really good at making complex concepts sound so simple, so you can protect what's yours and to ensure that your will is done. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. enjoying our time talking to Charlie Cox and Sarah Grimes. They're students at Asbury University, where on February 8th of this year, a revival sparked and continued on for some 16 days. But uh, let's continue on with our conversation. Yeah. Okay. So you guys were probably immune to this while it was going on. But because this is the business that we're in, we're Mm -hmm. kind of tracking along with what's happening at Asbury. And we're part of a larger conversation online about what's going on. And there's a segment of people who are uh, saying this is this is not a revival. Hmm. Like the students are making this up or the <laughs> students are overreacting or the students are too emotional or whatever. God hmm. doesn't act like this. And these are believers. Yeah, these are believers, <laughs> right? So God doesn't do stuff like this. Hmm. Um, and so now that you're out of it, hmm. um, I don't- Or are you, you out of it? Or are you, do people, <laughs> do you know that people have said that? Yeah, I mean- I, I was I think we were all kind of expecting people okay. to say that in some way, okay. shape, or form. Okay. So. so if someone, one of those people, was in the room and they said, "God doesn't do that. Hmm. God doesn't act like that," uh, what do you say? Well, I mean, I think it's really easy to judge something when you're not there. 
Um, I, I would yeah, first challenge easy. them to just say, like, well, were you there? And if the answer is no, it's like, I, I think it's hard to judge something that you haven't been at. Um, personally, I've really experienced God powerfully in situations like this. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm seeing lots of people be saved and come to faith and knowledge of Jesus because of this. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I, I even think of Paul saying, like, oh, like there's people preaching the gospel for wrong reasons, but I rejoice because the gospel is preached. Like, mm. even if they do believe that, um, then they should still be rejoicing nonetheless because people are coming to the faith and knowledge of Christ. Amen, yeah. mm -hmm. That's a good point. Okay, so then, Wait, hold on. Sarah, what do you think about that? I mean, I like totally agree. I would have said the same, like, if you weren't there, like, how can you say that it's not real? Like, and like, I've experienced it and I believe and saw the way that Jesus moved, so. Mm -hmm. Right. So no, nobody, nobody's going to... Could someone talk you out of it? Could someone say to you, no. you no. okay, you're both <laughs> vehemently shaking yeah. your head. <laughs> so yeah. someone comes up to you and says, look, you know, I'm going to explain psychologically to you why this happened and what, what group think is and how anthropological groups of people interact. It couldn't talk you out. Right? No, because I think like the thing about the outpouring was it was just so simple, like, and it was just so raw and real and what you were saying, like very organic mm -hmm. and yeah, I just, there's, I mean, you could try to convince me, but I probably wouldn't believe you. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I, I heard a quote about it that was the wildest thing about it was that there wasn't anything wild about it. Mm -hmm. And so, like, to think That's of, like, interesting. the, the wildest think, thing was that there wasn't anything wild about yeah, it. Yeah, like, I, I could see someone getting caught up in the passion of something really dramatic and experiential, but the reality was, is it was people sitting in a room, yeah. and when people walked in, they were just wrecked by the holy spirit mm -hmm. um and it wasn't like anyone coming up to them and being like this is what's happening and this is what you should do it just simply was what it was wow. and it was simple yeah there were like no instructions like people were just there yeah it just existed yep. Yep. on its own mm -hmm. okay so that was my question so in the arc of 16 days mm -hmm. pretty much every day it was this thing just doing its own thing and you were there experiencing that sarah yeah i mean yeah i think i would just there were a couple instances when I would leave because I realized that my responsibility as Barry is to be a student. Um, mm -hmm. And so I would leave and then I would come back in between classes or in between my job um, and just experience like the Lord moving in like different ways every time that I was there. But he like consistently the Holy Spirit was there and moving um, and changing people's lives radically. And yeah. I don't know. It was just really cool. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Charlie. Yeah. I mean, by and large, it was mostly worship. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And it was people that were just going up to lead worship that either felt called to or like someone invited them to. Um, and then the times that it wasn't that, it was either like a short sermon or just a time where people were praying for the people next to them. Right. And mm -hmm. so it was really simple. So 16 days, this is more than two weeks. Mm -hmm. Eventually, the administration said, "Okay, this is overwhelming. We have to we have to end this." Mm -hmm. What was that like? I mean, were there whispers about this? Uh, you know, a few days out, and what was that like when it was finally like we're mm -hmm. going to shut this down? Charlie, sure. talk about that. Well, I mean, I think we all knew it was coming because certain things just aren't sustainable. I mean, you want to talk about like fifty to seventy thousand people in a college university that houses fifteen hundred. Um, it's funny, like some of the things even like there were almost triple 
the amount of people in the town as there were toilets. Um, and so it's <laughs> That's those things, not a good ratio. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's like those things that you don't think <laughs> Look about. Look what happened there. Yeah. And so I think we all knew like, yeah, no, this isn't sustainable. And it's also a college university. And so they have a responsibility to do classes and education. And so we knew it was coming. And I don't quite remember when they told us that the end was coming, but we knew that it was. Okay. Yeah. And I think, like, in that um, the biggest emphasis was, like, we are taking this out. Like, it doesn't mm -hmm. end here. Like, what the Lord has done, we have to carry out and proclaim it and talk about it and testify yeah. about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, it's not ending. It's just going forward. When it finally did end, was there, like, a countdown to say, okay, at this hour? What mm -hmm. was that like, Charlie? So this was actually a funny coincidence. Um, if you've heard of the National Collegiate Day of Prayer, mm -hmm. yeah. um, that was actually scheduled to be at Asbury um, in late November before we knew the revival was even a thing. And so that actually naturally became the conclusion of the outpouring, the revival, whatever you want to call it. Um and so that was kind of the cap off. And that was when there were people from dozens, if not hundreds of colleges all coming to Asbury and like watching it online, um, which was a funny coincidence that those yeah. were just happened to happen two weeks apart. Yeah. Were you in the room at the final? I was. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, I mean, it, it was powerful. I mean, I think the beginning of the outpouring versus the end, a lot of things changed where at the beginning, it was like very much so only Asbury students and a few community members. And by the end, it was a lot of people from other colleges. Um, the end of the revival for me was in some ways relieving because we were getting our campus back and we were moving forward. Right. But it was also really exciting because revival, you know, dead things coming back to yeah. life. Right. That doesn't stop, and we can continue that. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. I mean, people talk about you know post-traumatic stress syndrome. This was not that. This was the opposite mm. of that. So what do you carry mm. with you from that? Yeah, Sarah? You know what? Let's stop and take a break, Okay. and let's talk about that when we return, mm. um, what it is that you gained from it and what it m might mean for your generation. We'll talk about that next Thursday edition, The Ride Home. Right. Roofing, siding, and remodeling. Home of the Lifetime Workmanship Warranty. Get $1,500 off any full roof or full siding replacement project signed in October. Restrictions apply. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Our family mortgage team is a Carolina Reaper Pepper. And we believe this extremely weird analogy has some major benefits to you. So here we go. The Carolina Reaper is as small as a marshmallow but packs a punch, big enough to make you only want to eat marshmallows for the rest of your life. At United Faith Mortgage, we're small as well. We're run by myself and my dad and my mom and my aunt and my brother and a dozen or so other people who are basically family. Our small allows us to be incredibly personal to every Word FM listener that calls, and we make this a really big deal. At the same time, though, our small team packs a big punch because of our direct lender advantage. We use our own money within our own walls, and there's no middleman, which often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Whether you're buying a new home or need to do a cash-out refinance to help with credit card debt and life, 
We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing 1330. That's the Lady Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Our community strength lies in the collective effort of neighbors, businesses, churches, and landlords coming together to ensure that individuals experiencing homelessness receive the support, dignity, and compassion they deserve. For over three decades, Union Mission has been the driving force behind this transformative endeavor in Westmoreland and neighboring counties. From its humble beginnings in 1987, when they welcomed their first resident into emergency shelter, Union Mission has evolved into a comprehensive system of interventions that assist people in transitioning to safe, sustainable housing. Union Mission stands as a beacon of hope, dedicated to transforming lives and creating brighter futures for those in need. Not just a service provider, Union Mission is a group of compassionate individuals committed to making a tangible impact on the lives of those they serve. Join Union Mission in providing hope, healing, and lasting change. Together, we can illuminate the path to a brighter future for all. Visit theunionmission.org or call 724-539-3550 to discover how you can make a difference today. Geneva College is making a commitment to affordability for students in Pennsylvania with the Geneva Tuition Promise. The Geneva Tuition Promise ensures that all eligible Pennsylvania traditional undergraduate students from families earning less than $70,000 annually will pay no tuition at Geneva College starting with the incoming class in the fall of 2024. Discover how an academically excellent Geneva College education is within your reach. Visit geneva.edu slash promise for more details and to determine and eligibility. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Seven two four new roof. We're really excited. We have two students from Asbury University. Uh, Revival started there on February the eighth of this year, and. Uh, Charlie and Sarah have been telling their story, which is a great encouragement for me. I hope it has been for you as well. So, you guys, um, before the the break, John asked you guys what the lingering effects have been in your own lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Sarah, let's start with you. Yes. If you can put, I mean, you don't have to tell us everything, but okay. give us a sample. Um, so, I think one of the biggest things that I have learned um, post-outpouring is just how much like how important it is to just be fully surrendered to the Lord um, and then once we are that like everything else will fall into place mm-hmm. um, and something that I struggled with a lot um, before the outpouring was like okay what does my future look like like what mm-hmm. am I going to be doing once I graduate because I think in America like we put a, put a lot of our worth mm-hmm. and our identity yeah. in the things that we do um, and so I was like okay I have no idea what I'm going to do when I graduate like I'm like really stressed out about that. And then I like, since then I've been learning that like my identity is not in the things that I do, but it's in Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I realized that like I can be fully surrendered to Jesus in these spaces, like I can trust him because he has ordained my future and my steps. And so I can trust him with that. Um, and it's been really cool to like live into that. Like I went to Kenya this summer and yeah. that was really cool. And then like being able to go on trips like this, like if you told me a year ago that I was going to be doing stuff like this, I wouldn't have believed you. But I guess to answer your question, like, how important it is to just have a full dependency on the Lord um, and just be like open-handed to whatever he has for us. Um, And there's um, 
a scripture in Psalm 23 that's like, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Yeah. And then Psalm 16, like, um, the lines have fallen in pleasant places yeah, for me. Yeah. Um, and so just like those kinds of things, like he's making a way, he's doing a new thing. Like all I have to do is trust him. Mm. That's lovely. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I've been realizing more and more that Jesus is simply the most important thing. Um, and I knew that before revival, but since revival, it has been just etched into everything I am that I, I couldn't do anything any better than if Jesus was at the center, whether that's yeah. doing missions somewhere like yep. in the Middle East or working you know, in an accounting firm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so realizing that Jesus is not only the most important thing for me, but he's the most important thing for everyone. And like yeah. realizing that like, it is no longer like a desire to share that, but it's a need and a responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just like, I'm filled up with a lot of passion of just like, I need to share the God that has given me hope yeah. with everyone else because they, they need the hope that he gives. Um, he changed my life. He turned me around. Um, and he, he saved me from like depression and terrible like thoughts. And, and I want to share that because you know, he's the God that takes dead things and yeah. brings them back to life. Yeah. So you become evangelist in a way, just by your presence to experience that. Talk about your your parents and your, your extended family. family. Mm. What's that been like, that conversation? Mm. Go ahead. No, you got it. <laughs> Charlie, you're on it. All right. Um, my extended family, most of them are believers. Um, I think... A, a difficult thing for me, my parents actually passed away in a car accident oh, a little sorry. over a year and a half ago. Um, but in a lot of ways, I think this brings more and more depth to the hope that Christ gives us. Yeah, I was. Um, yeah, so it was. So it hit you in a different way. We were talking about how personal this mm, was for each person, and yeah. so for you, losing your parents, that was probably an integral part together yeah. at the oh, same time. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so it, despite that, the hope and the joy of Christ, like I, I can confidently say you, even in the midst of pain and like there, there is so much pain that God is still good. Yeah. Um, and that all of our hope is in him and that he does not fail to redeem and he does not fail to meet us where we're at. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I can still just confidently say, like, I am held in the hand of the Father, mm -hmm. and I'm so, I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. Sarah, you want to add? Yeah, I think it's just been able to, like, for me and my family, just good conversations and yeah, um, testifying how good yeah. the Lord is and all of the things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know you guys never expected that you would be doing radio, coming to Pittsburgh, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> you know, going around and talking to people. Um, and we're super grateful that you came to do that with us, really. Uh, John and I appreciate it so much. And I just want to encourage you to tell mm. the real story. We talked about this off the air. You said, you know, that you feel like your generation, what you're looking for is authenticity, yeah. honesty, yep. We, you know, and that's if that's what your generation needs and that's what this experience was like then this experience can affect your generation yeah, yeah. and i love that you yeah. don't need you know a, a, a pipe organ or a rock band mm -hmm. or a ted talk yeah. you know though all those things are fine yeah and Charlie just, and Sarah, i mean people are out there listening right now i mean believers and non-believers mm -hmm. what you said resonate and yeah 
Is there anything you want to end with? Would you like to say anything else? Yeah. I would just say God is good. Um, and it's as simple as that and it's as beautiful as that. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, this is so cliche, but he does love you a lot. Mm. Simple. Yep. Yeah. Right? Simple. Well, Thanks, Charlie. I, Thanks, yeah, Charlie. we've heard a, a lot of honesty and a lot of integration in this story. It seems like this wasn't a chaotic experience. This wasn't disordered. It just seems like this was very simple and pure and really grateful that you were able to share that with us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Absolutely. Pleasure has truly been ours. Thank you so much. All right. After news and weather, we'll come back in the 5 o'clock hour. Roberto Clemente Jr. will be joining us in just a couple minutes. So if you're a baseball fan or especially a Pittsburgher, stay close. Thursday edition of The Ride Home. It's one station with many locations. Word FM is on OnePlace.com, WordFM.com, the Word FM mobile app on your smart speaker, and at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. You have a choice in your health care. With SRN News, I'm John Scott, speaking from Tel Aviv after talks with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the U.S. is doing all it can to secure the release of Americans missing after the Hamas attack. For the families of the missing, there's an unrelenting agony of not knowing the fate of their loved ones, something that I don't think most of us can truly understand, truly contemplate if you're not in their shoes. No one should have to endure what they're going through. The Israeli military preparing for a ground assault into Gaza. Home loan borrowing costs rose for the fifth straight week, keeping the average long-term U.S. mortgage rate at its highest level in more than two decades. The benchmark 30-year home loan rose to 7.57%. The Dow is down 222 points. The Nasdaq losing 114. This is SRN News. For over four decades, Cornerstone Television Network has been sharing the truth of the gospel through Christ-centered TV in Pittsburgh and beyond. We can't wait to share with you how we've expanded to reach even more lives this fall. Mark your calendar for Visions of Hope, October 9th through 13th on Cornerstone TV. Together, we'll lean into the presence of God through powerful worship, inspirational messages, and an exciting call to get involved. Tune in and discover how God has used faithful viewers and partners to spread the good news far and wide through the airwaves, our 24-7 prayer line, and even our Cornerstone Cares outreach, which allows us to feed the poor provide quality education to children in need, and spread the gospel even more. Watch Visions of Hope, October 9th through 13th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television. That's Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Channel 805 on Comcast Xfinity. Attention taxpayers, ready for some bad news? With $80 billion in new funding from Congress, the IRS has launched their most aggressive hiring campaign ever to ramp up enforcement. If you're ignoring your taxes, don't delay another minute because your paycheck, your bank account, even your home or business could already be 
be at risk. Now, here's the good news. Optima Tax Relief, America's number one tax relief firm, can get to work immediately, helping to protect you from the IRS. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, their tax attorneys and licensed professionals are experts at resolving tax problems. Let them help determine if you qualify for the Fresh Start Initiative or other powerful IRS tax assistance programs. Take control. Call Optima Tax Relief now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. When you support the Ministry of Truth for Life today, you can request a beautifully produced film titled Revival, the Work of God. This documentary will take you on a journey throughout history to see how God sparked movements of faith in times of spiritual darkness. You'll learn about the Reformation, the Evangelical Awakening, and men like Jonathan Edwards. Ask for the film Revival at truthforlife.org slash donate. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy show. See increasing clouds for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 46. Tomorrow will be nice with times of clouds and sun on a high of 67. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy. Rain at times late, the low 52. Saturday will be breezy with occasional rain and drizzle. Saturday will reach a high of 60. A passing morning shower Sunday, otherwise mostly cloudy, breezy, high 56. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. It's not often that uh, we're left speechless, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but our our experience in that last hour was so beautiful, uh, so deeply revealing and heartfelt. Mm -hmm. I loved it so much. I did, too. Um, I never go back and uh, listen in great detail to an hour but i necessarily need to go back you and mean do that to again. our show yes yeah, right. i need to go back and do that again yeah because those those kids those young adults mm-hmm. that was just really really wonderful i mean uh I, I, I gotta be honest you know when you hear about this when i heard about this what was happening i i, I was hopeful there was a bit of skepticism yep, mixed and in a with little it. bit of cynicism right because we are who we are and that's the way the world right but to have these young students in our in our midst here this last hour from Asbury University to hear about their experiences in the revival, yep. the outpouring, right? The yeah. outpouring is what they called it. Mm-hmm. That was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. God is so good. It really was wonderful. If you missed uh, the conversation with the students from Asbury University, our podcast will be up at the conclusion of the show. Mm-hmm. It takes a little while. But um, and you can go back and listen to it online at wordfm.com or if you wherever you download our podcast, whatever wherever you get your podcasts, we'll we, be there. We're there, um, and so uh, yeah. Special thanks to all the people who um, Larry helped, Brown, and yeah, yeah, and everybody who helped set that up. Um, also, just want to. 
say a shout out to people who joined us on the Gateway Clipper today. It was the annual Word FM uh, Pastors and Ministry Leaders Appreciation Luncheon. And we've never done it on the rivers before. No. We've done it at Heinz Field usually. Right. And, and the for weather more could, than a decade. How about the weather? Couldn't have been better. And now it's cloudy again. The day started off cloudy. Then the blue skies and sunshine Listen, were out when, through the entirety. When we were there, oh. it was like perfection. It was perfection, really. yeah. And we want to say thank you and hello to our friends from WAVA in the nation's capital. That's right. We are uh, simulcasting today. So welcome and uh, thanks for coming along That's today. That's right. Um, also, I think it's important for us to uh, just put in as far as news goes that the U.S. State Department announced shortly before we went to air today that it's arranged evacuation flights to help Americans leave Israel. Um, the war with Hamas, of course, is going to escalate. Um, Israel is currently uh, devastating the Gaza Strip with strikes. Uh, there's going to be a ground invasion. We're not sure what that's going to look like. Um, but uh, we've all seen the images. We've all seen uh, all of it. The scale of the counterattack uh, is something that none of us can quite imagine but the, I'm sure, the loss of life is just horrific on really, both really, sides really, it's, really. it's a horrible horrible thing yeah. so uh, if you're a prayer please yes. pray for peace yeah because the un uh, and i appreciate this is warning that uh even even though we all worldwide recognize the horrific war crimes that were committed by hamas um they're warning we don't want Israel to uh, descend into indiscriminate military attacks against no. Palestinian people who are already exhausted. Um, so anyway, so uh, the condemnation from uh, the United Nations uh, came as U.S. Secretary of State, and I'm reading here from CBS News, Anthony Blinken visited Israel. Uh, when he was there, he vowed support for the country, and he said that Hamas's brutal, brutal attacks harken back to ISIS. He met with the Prime Minister of Israel, Netanyahu, while Israel's military said it was preparing for the ground offensive that I spoke of just a few minutes ago. Tens of thousands of Israeli forces have massed along the border with the Palestinian territory and also with Lebanon to Israel's north. And I think that's the fear for most every uh, reasonable person is that this turns into a two-front uh, conflict. Right. I mean, it is. It's a tinderbox. And, of yeah. course, Iran uh, has their fingers all over this. And there's no doubt this is such a complex story. I mean, Palestine has a very long history, the Palestinians, and now uh, controlled by the terrorist group Hamas. So... Uh, there's lots of innocent lives here, yes. but it's not as cut and dried sides. as right. these are the good guys and these are the bad guys. Right. It's but, a very complex yeah, thing. But as we say that, uh, there is no other way, no other way to look at the attack that happened over the weekend. Undoubtedly. Other than to say those were war crimes. Horrific. That was That was horrific. It was evil from the very beginning mm -hmm. to the end. And, and uh, as people of faith, it's important to say we stand with Israel. Yeah. We do. Yeah, we stand with Israel, and uh, we stand with all brothers and sisters who claim the name of Jesus uh, all around the world, and we all today pray for peace. Amen to that. Uh, after we uh, take a break, we're excited to have a conversation with Roberto Clemente, Jr. First time on the show, fifty more than 50 years ago, Roberto Clemente perished into the sea. His legacy as a ball player and as a humanitarian and the highest order embedded here in the lore of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Stay tuned for that conversation. 101.5 WORD. The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. New, new, new music from Blessing Offer. Your love. Keep it right there in the middle of your love. 
These are the days from Lauren Daigle. And faithfully, Toby Mack. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800 6605 for a free consultation. For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. 800-533-6605. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course, we have great eats inside too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. When you support the Ministry of Truth for Life today, you can request a beautifully produced film titled Revival, the Work of God. This documentary will take you on a journey throughout history to see how God sparked movements of faith in times of spiritual darkness. You'll learn about the Reformation, the Evangelical Awakening, and men like Jonathan Edwards. Ask for the film Revival at truthforlife.org slash donate. If you say the name Roberto Clemente here in Western Pennsylvania, many people genuflect the memory of that man. He is uh, truly an icon here in Western Pennsylvania. Number 21, a 15-time All-Star, a 12-time Golden Glove winner, two-time World Series champion who broke racial barriers by becoming the first Latino player ever to notch 3,000 hits. He died tragically more than 50 years ago, December 31st, 1972, when a plane that Roberto chartered to go to earthquake-stricken Nicaragua plunged into the sea. That legacy continues on, and I think it's fair to say the legacy of Roberto Clemente bigger today than it's ever been. We're happy to welcome to the show Roberto Clemente Jr., who carries on that same humanitarian legacy. And Roberto, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Our pleasure, Roberto. Roberto, uh, let's go back and talk uh, about early on about your life. I mean, you carry a legacy, which I'm sure in many ways um, is a beautiful legacy, but it also has to be burdensome in some way. But can you go back and talk about those those early days, the earliest memories that you have of your father? 
Oh, wow. Uh, yes. I, I remember uh, going to, uh, you know, Ford Field. Mm. Um, we always actually, it's kind of funny because mom was always late to the games. And we will always get their second inning, third inning, even sometimes even later. But, you know, um, so it, I remember uh, the whole section um, would stand when we would come down the aisle really? uh, to, our, to our seats. And I never, you know, I never really thought of any, you know, it, I thought it was something normal or, you know, later on, obviously, I, I thought about it and like, what's that respect that they had for mom and, and so forth. So um, it was pretty neat. But uh, I remember, um, you know, if people remember Forbes, there were clowns that were skating around selling balloons. Yeah. And Luis, my brother, my middle brother, he was had a uh, upset stomach, always nervous stomach, and he hated clowns. Hmm. Um, and uh, I already knew what was going to happen when he heard the roller skates, those metal roller skates on the cement. Uh, um, I had to turn around, but I remember that, uh, you know, watching dad on that field and, and, and looking very different and, and walking different and running different than every, anyone else out there. Um, and, and obviously c- coming home and bringing players back and, and sitting down, having, you know, a good time, you know, talking about, you know, society and, and, uh, you know, telling jokes and so forth, but him, really advising them and, and, and telling them about, you know, taking care of the, the, the other players because of, you know, he was very worried uh, that, uh, number one, in his case, he knew that he needed to represent all minorities and, and other people of the working class and demanded respect. And that's why he carried himself the way he did. Uh, he wanted to make sure that everyone else was trying to do the same to make sure that everyone else behind them would have a, a better situation that they were having themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, those, those type of, uh, you know, uh, memories, I, I always come with me and, uh, but he was a, a man that, uh, you know, was, had a game face every time he walked out the door, but behind uh, closed doors at home, he, he was very funny. He was a Renaissance man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrote, he wrote poetry. He, 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 he played the organ um uh he made lamps he he actually made ceramics we we had uh i mean we have all kinds of molds everywhere around the house downstairs and um i mean we he 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 did it all he was a very well-rounded person um and, and the most i believe the most unbelievable thing for me was the fact that he was a healer um and um you know everyone talks uh, how all the kids wanted to be Roberto on the playground and start cracking their necks. And yeah, yeah. well, that, that neck cracking was because of an accident he suffered in 1954. And, um, you know, he learned with chiropractors how to work on himself. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he, he was able to learn how to work on other people. And he was able to really help a lot of people that people don't know those big stories about him. I'm sure you've heard this many, many times, Roberto, and, and I'll say it because it's my truth. Um, I was 15 years old uh, on December 31st, 1972. And as a 15-year-old, I mean, I, I went to Forbes Field. And uh, my brother and I, we would sit in right field behind your father 
we, like you know, every other kid in the city of Pittsburgh, idolized Roberto. We wanted to be Roberto. And oftentimes, you know, it's different now at PNC Park, and it wasn't the same at Three River Stadium. As a kid, you could wait outside Forbes Field, and all the players would come out. I mean, Manny Moda, Jose Alou, your dad, Willie Stargell, and they, you would hold a ball up, and, of course, all those guys signed that ball. So, you know, your dad was like my hero to this day. I mean, uh, just a a wonderful inspiration. My children know about him. I think about him often. So I I wonder about that day. I mean, I remember that day very clearly. I I was staying up late. Of course, it was New Year's Eve. And uh, we would stay up late at night to listen to the number one song of the year on the radio. And as it was nearing that time, the news broke that your father was missing in that airplane crash. Can you talk about that and what what the news was like for you and, and what happened to you that day? Um, well, I, uh, I woke up very excited that morning. Uh, we had a party that evening. Um, we had people flying in from actually Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Allentown. Um, and uh, we can't, we, you know, it's, it was, it, it was a, 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 I mean, I was excited. So I'm, I'm looking for dad in their, in their, in their room. Their room was always pitch dark. I mean, it was, you could not see your hand in front of your face because he suffered from insomnia. And mom had like heavy, you know, heavy blankets around the, uh, uh, the, the windows. So he would rest his eyes to be able to play. He played winter ball. So um, anyway, so I opened the door. I see them you know, sitting at the dining room table and I walked towards them and to say, you know, bless me, and you see on in Spanish. And when I got to him, what came out was, dad, don't get on that plane because that plane is going to crash. You said that. And, um, you know, he looked at me and we didn't know he was flying. Uh, he decided he to charter that plane while we were sleeping. Um, it was something that when he found out that the third um, that the second vessel and the, and the second plane that had gone out, uh, the, the, the actual aid never got to Managua up to, to, uh, uh, where it was supposed to be going to Masaya. Um, he said, I have to get, I have to get through that militia line and, and get to the people that need the aid. Um, and that's why he decided to get on that plane. And, um, so anyway, I, I just had this premonition that, um, that plane was going to, to, to crash. I was very sure about it. And he said, no, I said, you want to get back? And I said, no, I, that plane is crashing. Um, obviously, um, you know, that, that was the, my last conversation with him. Uh, mom took us to my grandmother's house. And um, later on that night, um, you know, a few hours later, um, the, the phone rang and, uh, you know, I heard her scream and no one had to tell me anything. I, I knew uh, what had happened. And so, how old were you, uh, Roberto? I, I was seven years old. <sighs> wow. Since then, how have you made sense of that premonition you had? Have you made sense of it? Um, well, it was, it was one of many, no, but it's, it's, you know, I, you know, I, I, uh, I don't know. It's it's something that uh, even on my my eighth grade, uh, we in Puerto Rico we we graduated in eighth grade. I was a, my president the president of my class. I took a shower, 
um, I get to the mirror and I start crying. And my mom, you know, knocks on the door. She goes, what's going on? I didn't know why I was crying until I opened the door. She goes, what's going on? And I looked at her. I said, Grandma just, just died. And, you know, a phone call comes in five minutes later, and my grandma just passed. Um, so, you know, and, you know, I have more of, of those things that have kind of, it's just a feeling. It's, it's something that have just, wow. you know, that um, it's just a feeling and, and just it kind of happens. So, um, but that, that day it was, I was so sure. Um, but, you know, the thing is that I, I, I decided to, to tell my story because I believe a lot of people need to hear my story because, you know, they figure, oh, this is Roberto Clemente Jr. And uh, he's so lucky, but, you know, you need to understand I lost my father at age seven. I grew up without a father. I lost my protector, my big brother, my hero. Um, Three weeks later, I um, became um, a survivor of sexual abuse. So, you know, two two trauma, traumatic events back to back, three weeks apart, uh, made it very difficult for me and, 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 and it hurt um, in, in many, many ways. Yeah. And for me, uh, every time I walked out the door, I was, all I was doing was fielding questions about my father and consoling people because people, uh, you know, their reaction until this day, 50 years later, is still the same. It's that people get emotional. There is a connection with this man um, that it, it goes deep. It's not about baseball. Baseball is secondary. It's about how you feel about a a, a, a certain, um, I, I call him an angel that happens to play baseball. Um, so, uh, so for me, you know, people were worried about their own situations and own feelings and and truly never asked me how I was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I became, uh, you know, I went into a very dark place throughout my life for many, many years. And people never knew that. I, I, I smiled a lot. I, you know, I was very happy in, in, in outside, but I was dying inside. But uh, it was something that, you know, for me uh, today, uh, I thank God that uh, those things actually um, have made me who I am today, uh, being able to, to, to speak uh, for a lot of people that are going through the same thing and, and be able to know that they're not alone. Uh, they're able to go through it uh, and, and actually have faith and hope uh, that there is a light uh, there to, for you to, to, to make you go through that. Well said. Thank you, Roberto. We're talking with Roberto Clemente Jr. about his life and his father's legacy here in Western Pennsylvania and, of course, the uh, United States and around the world, number 21. Uh, Roberto, I've, of course, um, like any kid from Pittsburgh, I've read about your father. And uh, I remember reading um, about the early days, 1954. Your dad comes to Pittsburgh and of course, Pittsburgh was a totally different entity in 1954 than it is now, and so is the world, right? Um, yes. We go to church. Uh, I, I go to church in the Oakland neighborhood uh, here in the city of Pittsburgh, and I know that your dad uh, lived with a couple in that Oakland neighborhood, uh, just a short walk from Forbes Field. And of course, um, racism in 1954. Uh, your dad suffered through that, and that was a surprise to him, wasn't it? Well, uh, you know, I would say in Puerto Rico, 
you know, people ask about Puerto Rico, and I always say that I grew up within Baskin Robbins, right? Um, and it, we have everything in Puerto Rico, but we never feel that that we have felt. I felt that here coming into the states, but obviously at that time, that coming here, um, it was it was pretty rough. And he had he had rough he had a rough beginning here in Pittsburgh for sure. Yeah. Um, it wasn't it wasn't all rosy. It actually he earned the respect and and of the people. And obviously there was no social media back then, right? So um, and he didn't care about about having cameras uh, following him to hospitals and doing the, all the good that he did because he did not want that. Uh, but in terms of organically all the stories of people that spread around town of this young man that helped him do this or helped him you know out of the blue he just showed up and helped um and somehow knew to be there to help and, and someone asked for help he was there so all those people started you know obviously talking about and then recognizing who it was um and organically people started understanding that this 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 baseball player that they're hearing about on the radio and 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 uh is is one of them and is actually helping uh around town mm -hmm. so that in itself i think uh, earned uh, the love and respect uh from the pittsburgh fan uh, because they knew that this this guy was uh legit and and he cared about them yeah he was legit there's no doubt roberto we need to step away for just a few minutes can you stay with us a little bit longer Absolutely. Yes. We're enjoying our time. We're talking to Roberto Clemente Jr. about his life and the legacy of his father, number 21, the great one, Arriba Roberto. Be right back. Stick around. This is Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's the ride home on Word FM. Investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major investor and experienced operator in in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Yo, Jay Balvin here. Verizon just hooked me up with a new iPhone 15 Pro with titanium. How can you get one? By switching to my plan at your Verizon store, get the amazing new iPhone 15 Pro on them. When you trade it, any iPhone, any model, any condition guaranteed. Now listen to my new song, Dientes, on your way to get the new iPhone 15 Pro. Don't miss out. Switch to my plan from Verizon today. It's your Verizon. 999 128-gigabyte only. Device payment purchase or full retail purchase with new smartphone line on unlimited ultimate plan required. Less $1,000 trade-in or promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends. Eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. It's time for the Fall Hall at Northern Tool and Equipment. Get your hands on tough tools at prices that are tough to ignore. Got plans? Cancel them. Trucks in the shop? Borrow someone else's. Don't like saving money? Right. So head to the Fall Hall at Northern Tool. Stock up at the season's biggest event and get huge savings on brands like Milwaukee, Honda, and Ingersoll Rand. Shop at northerntool.com. 
We're made for this. Before I came to RPTS, I was a church planter and pastor for 22 years. And I found a lot of confusion about what really constitutes a church. Dr. Barry York, president of RPTS. We want, first and foremost, our ministers to know what a church is and what the church really needs. So how to develop the preaching ministry, why we practice the sacraments, how to properly care for God's people, and that you exercise proper oversight of them. The church needs servants like you. Are you ready? Visit rpts.edu. It's easy to listen. We're everywhere. Hear us on oneplace.com, wordfm.com, on your phone, your smart speaker, and on your radio. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Hi, I'm Chelsea Wiggins, a teacher in Gilmore City Bradgate School District in Iowa. Thanks to a science, technology, engineering, and math grant sponsored by Bear Fund, we renovated an old locker room into a monarch butterfly incubator, providing students with access to innovative technology that engages and inspires them. I encourage farmers to nominate a school district to apply for a $15,000 Grow Rural Education grant by visiting americasfarmers.com. We'll see increasing clouds for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 46. Tomorrow will be nice with times of clouds and sun at a high of 67. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy. Rain at times late, the low 52. Saturday will be breezy with occasional rain and drizzle. Saturday will reach a high of 60. A passing morning shower Sunday, otherwise mostly cloudy, breezy, high 56. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Roberto Clemente Jr. is our guest. Roberto, uh, you told the story of what happened December 31st, 1972, and the premonition, and then just a few weeks later suffered sexual abuse, that one-two punch, the cataclysmic uh, events of losing your father and then being preyed upon. Uh, it, I'm sure, definitely, as you said, it, it rocked your world and changed you forever and ever. Let's talk about uh, your mother, Vera. Uh, when your father passed away, there you are, um, you and your two brothers and your mother, the four of you, you were set adrift. And I'm sure you were preyed upon by any number of people who wanted a piece of the Clemente family. And there your father was not there to be the the, the provider and the protector. Uh, can you talk about your mother? I mean, she, it's well documented, her story, her deep love for your father. But what was that like, the hardship for her to navigate, especially those early days? You know, um, Dad always told Mom, Vera, I want you to sit here with me to explain and, and show you everything that I am building um, because I am going to die young. And I want you to understand where everything is and what everything is, you know, where everything is. So that was a ahead of his time. That was a visionary. He was, I mean, ahead. Of, I mean, I'm talking about. He was a spokesperson uh, for Gatorade, for Panasonic, for Alcoa. Um, he took the business of PPG to the Caribbean, opened a business in in Puerto Rico. Um, I mean, so forth. There's a lot of p people don't understand how how smart that man was, um, and. Um, so mom obviously never did. She said, oh, stop talking to Dr. Roberto. Don't say that. And she never sat down with that ever. Because uh, she, so cause she, man, didn't, she didn't want to think that he would die young? Exactly. Okay. Of course. Uh, this man is a, I mean, it's a specimen. Uh, this man is healthy. He's, 
I mean, he's he's young. I mean, he's he's at 38 years old. His his waistline was 30. Wow. So, <laughs> I mean, who can say that, right? <laughs> um, so uh, obviously she said, "Oh, you crazy! You're you're crazy, Roberto! Stop talking like that!" And she said, "Oh, you know, you're a beautiful woman. You know, when if I die young." Um, you know, you can remarry and, you know, you know, just don't worry. Just make sure that you're going to be fine. But I want to make sure that you understand where everything is. And she never did. So long story short, uh, obviously, all the sharks came around and, and took everything. They took everything um, away from that woman. But her grace, um, she, 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 she just uh, focused on. Uh, going to go and build a sports city in Puerto Rico, which they had incorporated, uh, you know, that past year uh, with a good friend of theirs. And, and mom just uh, renamed it the Roberto Clemente Sports City uh, after him uh, and just just focused on building that. And that's what she did. And, and the, her own legacy, um, it's amazing to have that as the one parent that left a, a tremendous legacy, but to have a second parent, uh, do the same uh, at the same level. It's it's uh, it's truly a blessing. I'm into that. Mm-hmm. What's it like for you, Roberto, to um, to have one foot in Puerto Rico and one foot here in Pittsburgh? I mean, I'm you know, uh, you carry this load. Uh, has it been more of a joy or more of a burden for you? You know, um, Pittsburgh always was my favorite place to be uh, when it came uh, summertime uh, I wanted to leave the island uh, Puerto Rico was too slow for me at, yeah, okay. at a young age um, you know I, I it's funny I, I actually in school I had straight A's in, in English and C's in Spanish um, so but it, but it, for me it also was a freedom uh, because I could play all day outside and um, you know there's many many things that you know for a young boy um, after the accident obviously there were people that were trying to hurt or or take advantage of the situation so there were some threats that um they were going to be in and looking to kidnap me and and uh so mom you know got mom got uh, very paranoid and it was uh you know we had to live with uh, detail Uh, everywhere i went i had you know i had police i had you know so I to come to Pittsburgh with freedom, and 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 I love to be here because I didn't need I didn't have, I didn't need anyone to be around me. So it was it was a perfect situation for me. How do you feel now about how? I mean, do you feel like um, do you feel like the city has treated your father's memory well? Do you feel like the city has treated your family well? Um, maybe that's a complicated question to answer. It, it listen. It, it it is a very complicated question, but it's a very easy answer um, because I I I will answer uh, with in respect of the Pittsburgh fans and the people uh, of the city. Um, the city had embraced my father. Um, there there was a love affair that started um, way back then, and uh, still. Until this day, we're talking 50 years, um, you know, 50 years plus after, you know, we lost him. Um, the, his legacy has, has grown and, and people tell the stories to their kids and, and their grandkids. And those kids are, are learning and, and, and searching and watching videos. And um, and in school, you got third graders and, and sixth and seventh graders that are learning about him in school as well. So that 
in itself helps, but they become fans of him as a human being. Uh, there's a connection there. That human the interest story is the one that uh, they really fall in love with and become fans, and they do their end-of-year projects and send letters to us telling us that you know what they're doing, showing us videos, and it is it is an unbelievable um, you know love um, respect. Um, and, and story with with everyone um, that he has touched and impacted, even when they never saw him play, it, it's it's pretty amazing. It is amazing, and it's true. I mean, I mean, Roberto, in my own life, I mean, I hold your father in the highest esteem. I mean, uh, I loved your father as a boy. I love him now in my sixties, and um, I mean, I've got a framed photograph of your father, and you know, I just. What he was on the field, and especially what he was off the field, it means the world to me. And I've I've raised my two boys with the gospel of Roberto. I mean, so the legacy continues on in my own family, and I know it's reverberates from the beating heart of the city of Pittsburgh, across the country and around the world. And I, it just you know, seriously, when when I say it's a, a privilege to talk to you, to know that you're Roberto's son, it just it meant the world to me. So let's talk about that. I mean, uh, retire twenty one. I mean. I'm in agreement with that. Uh, talk about that and, uh, you know, the efforts to look at uh, Major League Baseball and look at number 21 and, and that effort to, to say, yeah, let's retire that number. You know, I, you know, the, the name, uh, obviously, when, when it comes to baseball, obviously, when, when, when you hear the name, there are two things that really pop up. It's like, you know, the guy from Puerto Rico and Pittsburgh Pirates, right? That's yeah. like yeah. Pittsburgh and um and and there, there, the efforts and the push to retire the number um, are, are absolutely, you know, we're great and, and we're very, you know, grateful for all the support of doing so. Myself, uh, the more I thought about it, uh, I, I believe that the Roberto Clemente name that's meaning uh, baseball is secondary. Mm. Uh, so I, I've been looking and you know this year the state of pennsylvania decided to go statewide with uh, roberto clemente day in conjunction with roberto clemente day with major league baseball uh for the whole state of pennsylvania and at the same time i have been talking to my folks in, in dc and I, was, I spoke with everyone in here uh and uh in harrisburg um about lobbying uh for a Latino a federal holiday, which we don't have one at all in in, the, in this country, and 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 more so in, in August uh, August 18th, which is the date he was born. Um, I, I think that I myself would love to have um, that happen, uh, even more so than retiring a number in a baseball field. I think that you know being able to tell the story. Uh, on how this kid from Carolina, Puerto Rico, uh, went around, uh, went about his business uh, around life. Uh, mostly the, the one thing that people miss when they talk about him is that he was a man of God. Um, you know, so the, obviously his actions spoke louder than, yes. you know, the words. So, you know, for me, it, it's very important to to perhaps uh, have a day where we can celebrate him, have a day off and go watch baseball, right? And be able to talk about him and, and talk, take the kids to a baseball game and talk about why they're off that day from, from you know, from, from work 
and be able to take them to the baseball field and talk about Roberto Clemente, who he was as a human being. Roberto, uh, uh, you bring this up. I mean, um, I don't want to put you on the spot, but here you are. You're talking to an audience on Christian radio. What about the faith of Roberto? Oh, uh, that's that's what drove him. Uh, it was that was you know it didn't matter where he went. Um, that was you know what drove him. He, you know, Manny Sanguin and I speak a lot. Mm-hmm. We we talk a lot. And they, uh, Manny's a man of God himself. Uh, that's why they were together all the time, because they had their Bibles. They traveled with their Bibles. Um, and they, they, they prayed together in their rooms. So, you know, they went to church. They would go to different churches in their travels. So, obviously, um, there's, there's a lot of people, you know, miss in terms of they, they know the good and, you know, all the stuff that he did on the field. But uh, people don't re- really focus on, on why and how uh, he became the man that he was. It's because he was a, a man of God. Fabulous. Well, Roberto, uh, we want to thank you. A real pleasure. It really has been. Um, we didn't know what to expect, but uh, super happy that you joined us here today. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, love you and love your father. Yeah, uh, thanks fact, again for and, being with us. And thanks for sharing your dad and all his memories with all of us. No, my pleasure. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Our great pleasure. Roberto Clemente, Jr., talking about the legacy of his father, his mother, Vera, the Clemente family, and what happened here in western Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh. Viva Arriba Roberto Clemente. 101.5 WORD. There are hundreds of battles in the world that are being waged right now in the field of conflicting ideas regarding husbands and wives. I believe that in a time like this, that we are to go to the most assuring place for answers. That is the Word of God. Make sure to tune in this week to Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. Urgent Camp Lejeune settlement message. On September 6th, the government announced it will soon begin providing fast, guaranteed settlements to Camp Lejeune Marines, families, and civilians. Awards will range between $100,000 and $550,000 with an option for higher amounts. If you or a loved one spent time at Camp Lejeune and suffered cancers of the bladder, liver, or kidneys, leukemia, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Parkinson's, or kidney issues, you may qualify for compensation and could be paid within 60 days after accepting your settlement with your VA benefits fully protected. You may be entitled to a significant financial award for your Camp Lejeune claim, but you must act now. Call the James Harris Law Camp Lejeune helpline now to get the compensation you deserve. We're already fighting for thousands harmed by the water at Camp Lejeune. Call now or you may forever lose your right to be awarded a settlement between $100,000 and $550,000. For your free evaluation, call 800-299-7878. That's 800-299-7878. 800-299-7878. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. 
$140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or you can do it safe and secure online by clicking on the preborn banner at wordfm.com. Geneva College is making a commitment to affordability for students in Pennsylvania with the Geneva Tuition Promise. The Geneva Tuition Promise ensures that all eligible Pennsylvania traditional undergraduate students from families earning less than $70,000 annually will pay no tuition at Geneva College starting with the incoming class in the fall of 2024. Discover how an academically excellent Geneva College education is within your reach. Visit geneva.edu slash promise for more details and to determine eligibility. Does what make sense? Baseball hair. What do you mean baseball hair? Now, when you watch playoff baseball, yeah. which I'm watching every single night, yeah. there's baseball hair now. Yeah, there is. So it's long and it's curly. Right. Guys have their hats on. Hats on. Their heads covered. Heads covered. But then... Right. It's not a mullet. It's not like you've got the big thing up front. It's no. not that. It's long and curly, but it's long. When I was a kid, like, we're talking about Roberto Clement, there wasn't baseball hair. Mm-hmm. Like, now there's baseball hair. Yeah. Does baseball hair make sense? Yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised. I mean, yeah. you, you have short hair yourself. It makes perfect sense. Because underneath the hat, is the man. <laughs> so when that hat comes off, it's the full fruition. When the hat is on, there's a lot of mystery there. Because <laughs> you're not sure what's happening. Uh-huh. And you kind of go, wonder what that guy looks like with his hat off. And uh-huh. then you see him in the dugout and you go, oh, there he is. It's just another element of the game, I believe. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, there used to be, you know, many teams, they had very strict rules. Sure. No facial you know, hair. No. No, right. no hair, you know. Beyond the collar. Sure. I mean, it was super tight. Now, now we have see, now we have baseball hair. Now you got the players. They're you know their buttons are down to What's their chest. Happening? It's wide open. They're wearing jewelry. It's just you know the age we live in. Yeah, baseball hair makes sense. Does it make sense to you? It totally does. Yeah. And I can't believe I'm saying it, but I am all in favor. Of course. Watching the guys last night, I was like, that. It's like it was meant to be. Yep. There's a lot of. Hair I mean, there. I don't want it to be long. Like it's like past your shoulders. I don't mind it. See. I, that's a little much. The guy from the Phillies. But that's, that's just dirty. He's just dirty. <laughs> He's dirty. But baseball hair? Makes sense. Makes sense. All right, does this make sense? Pleather. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Exactly. Pleather. It's not sure. leather. Right. It's not plastic. Right. <laughs> it's pleather. And you see it all over the place. I mean, you know. Yeah. How do you like see the ads for Bob's Furniture? Yeah, it's That's all pleather. pleather. Now leather's expensive, mm-hmm, sure. but you want the feel of you want the look of pleather. Mm-hmm. Certainly not the feel of leather. Mm-hmm. So you get pleather. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I'm gonna say this. It makes sense at first. Like at first, when you see it, you think that's a good mm. thing, but then after, uh, on second approach, you realize this is a mistake. I mean, this is a mistake. I shouldn't have done this. 
So I would say, no, it doesn't make sense. I mean, for the right budget, but that makes sense. Donald Trump's indictment proves that saving America is not going to be easy. There are entrenched powers that are fighting this with everything they've got. They want to keep control over the country, the narrative, and the nation's money supply. Hi, I'm Lance Wall now. I'm a news analyst, a Christian author, an evangelical leader. I speak to millions of people every week, people just like you. You see, what the elites are doing is using inflation and government handouts and now central bank digital currencies to determine how they're going to control America. And that's why I recommend all Christians start a gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. Because physical precious metals are one of the few ways you can maintain control over your own savings. To get a free info kit on gold IRAs, text the word FAITH to 989898. Birch Gold Group is the only gold company I trust. Get their free info kit and you'll see why a gold IRA can help you. There are no strings attached. Text the word FAITH to 989898 and you're going to be blessed by taking action right now. For over four decades, Cornerstone Television Network has been sharing the truth of the gospel through Christ-centered TV in Pittsburgh and beyond. We can't wait to share with you how we've expanded to reach even more lives this fall. Mark your calendar for Visions of Hope, October 9th through 13th on Cornerstone TV. Together, we'll lean into the presence of God through powerful worship, inspirational messages, and an exciting call to get involved. Tune in and discover how God has used faithful viewers and partners to spread the good news far and wide through the airwaves, our 24-7 prayer line, and even our Cornerstone Cares outreach, which allows us to feed the poor, provide quality education to children in need, and spread the gospel even more. Watch Visions of Hope, October 9th through 13th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television. That's Verizon Fios Channel 505 or Channel 805 on Comcast Xfinity. If you've heard any of our radio commercials over the last too many years to count, you know that we like funny stories that make us smile. This is not one of those commercials. I read recently that credit card balances are up 15% in the last year and that credit card delinquencies are the highest they've been in the last decade. Add in the fact that milk and gas and everything is out of control, and it's a scary time for a lot of good people. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And if that's you, a cash-out refinance, pulling out some of the value your home has earned the last few years, could be a saving grace. Yes, mortgage interest rates are up, but credit card rates are about three to five times higher, which is why we've seen hundreds of listeners use a cash-out to rid the credit card debt and then save some extra aside for the road ahead. It's undoubtedly been a life changer for many. If you'd like to chat about your situation, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And a blessing 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Boy, this has been a really good show. Tremendous guest today. If you missed uh, either our conversation with Roberto Clemente Jr. that we just wrapped up, or our conversation uh, with Sarah Grimes and Charlie Cox from Asbury University in the four o'clock hour. Um, please go to our podcast. These are not conversations you want to miss. Our podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. I was really interested in that, uh, the outpouring conversation. Yeah. So for those of you who weren't with us in the four o'clock hour, uh, that's the outpouring is what uh, Sarah Grimes and Charlie Cox referred to the revival, revival as mm-hmm. people call it different things, but I, I like that that term outpouring 
more than I like revival. Mm-hmm. Because to hear them describe that. That's having, what it seems like. It did. They were in the room, and there was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit initially on just 20 students, and then it built and built and built. And, you know, we've said this word, uses word, which in some ways I, I don't like the word, but it's hard not to use it. It, it was organic. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that was pre-planned. The Holy Spirit came upon this group of young students, and from there it blossomed. Yeah. I mean, to talk to them, there's no reason to doubt that what happened was right and true and good and an explosion of love. Jesus was there. One of the things that I asked them was, what if I tried to talk you out of it? Yeah, that was good. What if I tried to, what if I said, you know, I don't, that's not what happened to you. You had a, you had a, it's, you know, mass psychosis event. I'm sure people have talked about that. Yeah. And this is what happens when performance. Yes. And when young people get together and they become overly emotional, they start to imagine all sorts of things. You wanted to put this on TikTok. Right. right? And, you know, we know how your generation is about social media, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, You know, could I talk you out of it? And they were both absolutely like, you could try as much as you want. But you're not going to. You had to be there. I mean, they lived it. And I just think isn't people People were so hungry to think in that little tiny college town. They describe it as the two-stoplight town. Mm-hmm. 1,500 students total in that, in that college. It's a little school. That's tiny. Heck, there's many more high schools with graduating classes right? yeah. three times the size of that. And, and people from literally all around the world descended upon that little town so they could just touch the hem of the garment. Yeah, that's exactly right. Right? They wanted that. People were so hungry for that. I mean, you see that. You know, a crack in the universe where God's Mm -hmm. love pours out. People are just, they want that. They need that. And so there's like verification in some way that, yes, this is happening, that this is real, that God is real, that God loves you beyond anything, despite our own best efforts to say no to that. People are so hungry. We're so broken. What do you think about the uh, the perspective that was made clear online uh, while it was going on that this isn't revival? This isn't, you know, and, and I'm not saying that it was people from outside the church. I'm saying what about when people inside the church said, well, this isn't the kind of thing God does. This isn't. Well, those are the same people who, you know like to get into theological debates. Yes, right. And and decide you know, who's in and who's out. And that they're right. And if you don't follow A to B to C, well, then obviously you're wrong and God can't be in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, heaven's going to be a big place. Yeah. Uh, I, I doubt there'll be many conversations like that in heaven about theology. Well, Not I, to say I, that theology is important, because of course it is important. Right. Yeah, but I I, I agree with you. I don't. I don't want to be the person who's saying God doesn't do that. Do you know what I mean? When we're talking about something like this. No. I mean, just early on in that conversation, I think we focused on this because I was so, I needed to have the clarification of what was the spark? Mm -hmm. What happened? And they said it was this spontaneous thing and it was a feeling that came over them that was in many ways undefinable, but they just followed that. And again, feelings aren't facts. Right. I know this to be true. But it's undeniable that 
the Holy Spirit was in that room. Certainly their testimony is that the Holy Spirit was in that room. Yeah. And so why would I think it wasn't? <laughs> I mean, Sarah and Charlie both. Jesus spoke to yeah. them. Yes. The Holy Spirit was upon them, yep. pressed down yep. upon them. Yep. And to feel that fullness yep. and to be connected in that room with then 20 and then 50 and then hundreds and then thousands for 16 days. What a glorious yeah. experience. Would it be for Incredible. all of us to experience that? Thanks for being along for the ride home today. Thanks for those of you who joined us on the boat today. Yeah. We're grateful for those of you who didn't, too. Thanks to all of our listeners uh, in the Washington, D.C. area. And, of course, all our family right here in Pittsburgh, Ohio, and West Virginia. Have a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.